Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Oh my gosh, Tara. No, you don't. You start welcome. I, I know. Always welcome. I know. Welcome to the show. I know. Do you know what? I, I feel like I need to mix it up a bit. I'm, I'm bored of saying. we started now? Well, we have now. Let's just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so bored of saying, but I'm not bored of it. But I think our listeners must be bored of me saying, well, Welcome to today's episode. So I thought I'd start with, oh my gosh, Tara. And you're going to say, what? What? We are on episode 100. We need some firework kind of. I know. Maybe I can find some sound effects. Yes, maybe you can. Make some fireworks. Or I could just do this. Hang on. The best I can do. My I can't just do that. Did, did you stick your thingy in your mouth? Excuse me. Your, your yeah. thumb or finger or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't make a popping of sound with my thumb. I think we should go back and start with welcome to the show. No, but you know what? I'm going to carry on because it's going to be an epic enough episode already. Okay. And but I just wanted to say, yeah, we are on episode 100. But I've got to say, it's a bit confusing, actually, because when you look at the app, it says episode 101. But I think that must be because we made an episode zero, didn't we? Do you remember? We did, yeah. It was and a it, pre-episode episode. It was a, yeah, it was a pre-episode. And, and it was basically, I think it was a five or ten minute episode just saying what the podcast was going to be about, blah, 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 blah. And of course, we've called it episode zero, but on the app, it's obviously counted it as episode one so yeah I mean people when you look at the app it says episode 100 and then it says episode 101 in front of it so anyway oh, well. yeah, never, never mind. mind we just like to confuse you a little bit anyway yeah. to celebrate our 100th episode we invited you listeners to ask us anything and we got so many questions didn't we Tara I mean it was epic really was so uh, we thought actually I think we're gonna have to make this into a special double episode otherwise it's literally going to be us saying yes or no answers because we wouldn't have time to to answer them all so today is part one of um, episode 100 Um, but before we get on to that we just want to say obviously as always a huge thank you to our latest Kofi supporters and they are Joanna Brown, Marcia Furman, Karen McDonald and Karen says the encouragement, inspiration and knowledge you both give us listeners is a treasure. Thank you for all you do. Um, and Alison Cochran, she says love when I go on my podcast app and find there's a new episode from you too. Thank you. So um, anyway, we're just really glad that you all enjoy it and, and you've all helped us reach that 100 episode so thank you because without your support it would have been much harder to do that we really appreciate it and we've also got a couple of new podcast reviews we've got one that says fun and educational five stars and it says i love listening to this when i'm making my journals it makes me laugh and provides insights into the world of creatives so many times i'm saying yes 
me too. I started following the Instagram page too. Happy face. And that was from Ricky Ticky Tavy via Apple Podcasts in the USA. Oh, I like that, Ricky Ticky Tavy. <laughs> and, and then we've got another one, which is gloriously entertaining, another five stars. And they say, thank you so much for sharing your friendship with us. They don't really know us, do they? <laughs> uh, your, your laughs are contagious and the range of subject matter delightful. Keep it going. Are you that saying was... if they did know us, they wouldn't want to be our friend? Yes, probably. <laughs> and that's from Lamont via Apple Podcasts in the USA. Oh, thank you so much, Lamont. We really appreciate that. Okay, before we get onto this episode, Tara, I just wanted to um, remind you, I don't know why I'm reminding you this, but you actually set me some homework, didn't you? Oh, yes. And how did it go? Well, tell tell everyone what what you why I don't even know why you sent me this homework. How because, it happened? Because you were feeling a little bit stuck, and you weren't getting in your creative flow, and you were trying to paint, and your painting wasn't working. So I told you to do something a bit frivolous, and I told you to take your coffee cup, make sure there's a bit of coffee on the bottom of it, make a coffee mark on a bit of paper, and then doodle. Yes, you did. That's right. And and there's me thinking, oh, yeah, because that's going to inspire me. <laughs> And so, how did it go? So, yes, so I did it. And I did it the day before yesterday, I did it. And um, I texted you, didn't I? I said, I've done my homework. And what I actually thought I would do is I would text it to you while you're online and see how well you can hide your disappointment. Oh, God. <laughs> I think you've got something I thought you put something really silly on here. Are you texting it to me then? I'm going to text you now. Okay um okay right okay you should have it now uh, oh no I haven't yet I'm gonna pretend there's interference if it's completely bad it's gonna, it's gonna be ridiculous <laughs> <Did you hear laughs> <that>? <laughs> oh, yeah. very nice <laughs> Back time. So, so basically what I've got here is uh, there's a coffee ring and then Sandra's put an eye within that and made it into a, a face and it says BZZ. Oh, it's a fly. He's got a fly on his nose. He's got nose. a fly on his nose. And then it says bath time. This is really not good for a verbal, uh, for an audio podcast, is it? Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it in the show notes for posterity. Yeah. And, and yeah. also, um, I just want to say, I want, because <laughs> you do this thing, don't you, where you just kind of do a few loose swirls on a page and decide, yeah. oh, I, that looks a bit like this. And that's what I did. I did a few loose swirls and that's what yeah. I came up with. So well, did I did you, another did, one. I did another one. Did you like it though? Did you enjoy it? That's I enjoyed thing. it. I mean, let's yeah. face it, it is bad. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun, isn't it? But it's fun. It's just fun. Um, let me just send you the other one. And you've never done that before. So... No, I've never done that in my life. Oh, can okay. I get this one? I'm sorry. waiting with bated breath. This is an exciting okay. audio experience, isn't it, for everybody? Okay, you should have it now. Okay. I think I missed a trick. I should have made this bit more like a monster. Oh, well, I can't really explain what this one is. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's too rude. But, yeah, okay. It's, 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 kind it's of like, eyes and a nose. Yeah, what are you eyes about? and a nose. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> leave, we'll leave it at that. I knew it was going to be something ridiculous. Okay. I thought, well, I did my homework and I did extra. I went over and above. Yeah, so. I won't be putting that one on the show notes. <laughs> Anyway, this this is normally uh, where we would talk a bit about what's new with us and what things have caught our eye on social media. And like I said earlier, you know, we've had so many questions that we're going to have to get straight onto the episode um, today. Otherwise, 
this episode would just go on and on and on. And it's great that we've had so many questions, but I think it's worked out about 30 questions per episode. So, um, yeah, we thought we'd make it a bit different this time and literally go straight in in with these questions. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to read out each question in no particular order, and then we're both going to answer those questions as best we can. So the first question we have is an impossible question, um, and it is from Aisha Guerrero. And Aisha says, favorite artist, question mark. Um, So it's not a good start, is it really? Because how on earth can you answer that question? I'd love to know, Aisha, what, you know, who your favorite artist is. I love so many different artists for so many different reasons. um, And they all have such different styles. So I literally can't answer that question. I would say I do have, I can't even say a a favorite painting. But I had, there is a painting that's always been one of those ones I, if I had to look at, or if I had to have hanging my, on my wall, one, it would be Nighthawks by Edward Hopper. And if anyone hasn't seen that, Tara, perhaps we could put that in the show notes as well. Have yeah, you I seen that seen one? It. No. It's, it's like, you would have you would have seen it. I'm sure if I sent you the image now, you would recognise it straight away. But it's like a nighttime scene um of a cafe so you're on a street and you you can see this cafe all lit up and there's a couple um at the bar of this cafe and then there's this just one lone man who's sitting there actually funny enough it almost looks like he's on a mobile phone but it was set probably in like like the 30s or 40s or whatever so it can't it can't be a mobile phone but um there's just something about that painting that leaves me asking questions so like who's the guy on his own you know who's he meeting is it sinister is it romantic so I kind of love that but that's not actually an answer to your question at all but it's the best I could come up with so I'm sorry what about you Tara well like you I like tons of artists so I thought it's it's just a tricky one isn't it because my favorite artists change all the time as well you know you'll suddenly see something new Mm. I love that and then you'll follow that thread and look at that so I've instead of saying who my favorites are I wanted to say some that have inspired me and inspire me to the faces I do so one of those is Lewis Rosignol yeah Uh, and we've had him on the podcast before and I should have got the episode but I didn't um but anyway Lewis creates a lot of faces he does other stuff as well like insects and that but I especially like his faces and they're all kind of a bit grungy aren't they and very scribbly kind of line and I just love the way he places things on a page he's got, got a really great way with composition I just I think it's fantastic. Um, and then there's Deb Weirs. I knew you were going to say Deb Weirs, yeah. <laughs> we also had Deb on the show. Um, she creates these abstract faces. They kind of have a real, I guess, a tribal feel to them, like almost tribal people. Um, but I really like the way she does that. And I think she's one of the people I saw her work and I suddenly thought, oh, you know, you don't have to create faces that are real, which sounds kind of stupid that I didn't, realize that before but I suddenly realized there might be an avenue for me there that I don't have to make faces real and then I haven't mentioned this person before but there's an illustrator called Diana Cohen I think it's k-o-e-h-n-e and I really love her sketchbooks yeah and she creates it's her sketchbooks I absolutely love she just does these people they're like in markers and really bright colors but oh just so quirky and amazing she also does some black and white sketches of people and I just love them they're they're really inspiring to me but we also share things don't we in our newsletter sometimes uh, we share 
artists we like or things we're doing so every now and again you'll see other you'll see other people I've mentioned in the past if you look in uh, our old newsletters so anyway let's go on to another question okay I've got one from Margaret Gray and that is how do you feel about the business side of arting do you want to keep that one off no do you, want me to? <laughs> you want me to so I felt like I couldn't say that much about this we're only just starting to get into it with kicking the creatives aren't we the business sort of side of things yeah um we started four make, years. <laughs> yeah, we've started making a little bit of money through our courses and a bit through like affiliate programs that we really believe in. But I, I find some things really tedious, like accounts, like when we have to invoice each other and stupid stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And I hate scheduling stuff on social media. Mm, it's mm. really boring. I like talking to people on social media, but it's the scheduling things and thinking, oh, what do I put up next? Marketing, um, basically. Yes, basically. Yeah. So you know, some aspects of that are quite boring. But recently, I've started to learn about SEO. Now, if anybody doesn't know what SEO is, it's search engine optimization. Basically, it's just trying to get people to your site. So it's trying to get yourself found online. So that's I guess a business side of art and well, well anybody who's basically marketing but I'm actually enjoying that which is kind of geeky yeah because it's that kind it? of geeky geeky yeah thing. it's, it's because I'm it? learning because I'm yeah. learning something new anything where I'm learning something new I like yeah but yeah I do find some of that businessy marketing stuff quite boring well my answer is literally tedious but essential if you're serious <laughs> about your art and it's so true it is tedious but it is essential you know, if you want to sell or whatever, if, you, if you're trying to, you know, make a living out of what you do, you have to do it. And unfortunately, it's about 50% of your time is spent on marketing. If you were to spend an hour on art, half an hour of it would be marketing. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's just not the fun part, is it? The fun part is actually chatting to people and networking's great. I love that. That's the brilliant side of things. But um, yeah, the actual figures and i hate seo i can't it's so boring <laughs> anything like that no I, I don't like it but has to be done has to be done afraid so yeah yeah anyway next one we've got another one from margaret gray and she says do you have any advice for people wanting to make the transition from amateur to professional or semi-pro okay so um i would say if you can it would be a good idea to save up some money for a few months in advance if you can so that you don't have to rely solely on your art at first and you've got a little um, a little nest egg there that you can use while you're getting your you know feet off the ground and, and while you're doing that you could build a body of work so you've got some paintings to sell right away. Um, personally I wouldn't jump in you know feet first straight away perhaps Perhaps start by reducing your hours at your usual work to begin with and then put that time into your art and then see how it goes and then, you know, gradually reduce them further. And also, as we said before, you, you've got to get to grips with the marketing side because you're going to need to put a lot of effort into that. And I, I think a lot of people probably don't realise um, how much marketing you have to do if you're going to be a an artist who sells Um it's a massive part of it, isn't it? So there's no point in doing it at all if you if you can't be doing with all the boring stuff because there's a lot of that. Um, but yeah, that's my advice, really. What about you, Tara? Well, I haven't sold art, so I can't I can't really give 
advice <laughs> from a practical point of view. But what we have done is we've reached out to a woman who is an expert in selling art. She's been selling and promoting her husband's art for a lot of years and she now also helps other people to sell their art and we've reached out to her and she said she will come on the podcast so we've now just got to go through the nitty-gritty of organizing that and hopefully once we've got that confirmed we can see if anybody's got any questions and then she can help you answer that question but one thing i can suggest to you is if you're interested in being a semi-pro or an artist who's teaching art i've obviously just started doing this um I create a course on near colors and if you want to do it and you're thinking you've seen someone's platform say so we sell our near colors course through Cara Bullock art and I was kind of worried about reaching out to people because you think oh they you feel like they're going to reject you I just say go for it what's what's the worst that's going to happen if you want to have your your course on someone's platform reach out and say how about let me put my course on your platform and don't feel like you've got to have is formal training to be able to teach. If you can do something that someone else wants to know how to do, teach it. And there's also other platforms like Udemy and Skillshare where anybody can put a course up. doesn't matter what your experience. And you can easily learn video editing. I mean, you video edit on your Mac, don't you, with iMovie? Yeah, yeah. It's all you need, really, unless you're going to make, you know, something really fancy, which I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if if you want to teach, I'd say definitely go for it. And that is one way of bringing some extra income. Even if you're going to paint as well, you could teach other people how you paint. But as far as art goes, I say we'll try and get her on the show maybe next uh, early next year. Yeah, that would be so cool. Yeah. So she's also asked, anything you would tell your younger self to make things easier? So what about you, Tara? What would you tell your younger self? I'd say don't do graphic design as a career. Pursue your art instead or do illustration. Basically, anything that involves in drawing because you don't like layout or text. I think when you're young, you don't necessarily know what you like or you're not quite sure. And I'd say experiment with your art. Don't get stuck in your ways because I used to just paint really traditionally. So experiment, discover ways you enjoy creating and subjects you like. I'd also say learn how to sell, learn about business, try and do that as soon as you can so you know how to sell your art take a few drawing and painting classes and hone your skills but don't sweat it because drawing perfect isn't everything and i'd say wear moisturizer long before you need it (laughs) (laughs) and also don't stop drawing don't stop drawing like i did i mean i used to draw all the time when i was a kid i used to love it um and then like you know you get to a teenager don't you and you your head gets turned by the boys and and other exciting things that happen you're like oh you know this is much more fun but actually what happens is you just then stop drawing and generally speaking you then don't start again and you kind of lose that thrill when you lose that um that desire to do it in the first place don't you and then maybe it'll come a lot later on and you've wasted all that time not doing it so draw as much as you can and don't stop and I'd also say don't compare yourself to other um, kids around you who draw because um, you're all meant to be different and whilst you might be thinking they're better than you they might be thinking the same about you so just forget all of that and keep drawing that would be my advice that is a good one I wish I'd kept drawing as well because I just think about I would be amazing now if I kept drawing yeah you are amazing (laughs) 
Well, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, we, we would be um, a lot further. Perhaps we would have reached the level we're at, you know, 20 years earlier, you know? Yeah. You know Who what knows? So, yeah. We'd be genius by now. Yeah. Maybe not. Um, then we've got, what are your favourite art books? I'm and this is all by the same person. Yeah, four four one... questions we had. <laughs> yeah, that was rather greedy, Margaret Gray. Yes. Wasn't it? Yes. Favourite art books. I'm annoyed because all the art books from the library I've been taking out, I've been pictureless. Pictureless? An art book? How can that be? I love reading about art, but also looking at pictures. Oh, so... yeah. That, I can't believe that. If it's an art book exactly. with no pictures, how can that be possible? <laughs> anyway, what, what's your answer? What are your favourite art books? Uh, whichever one I'm reading at the time. Because I literally cannot choose. I love them all. I've got books um, on my bookshelf from so many different artists and different, you know, people with different styles, tutorial books and books with just gorgeous illustrations. And to pick one, I I can't do it. It's a bit like the favourite artist. Um, I love them all for different reasons. And I like being surrounded by lots of them. So I'm sorry, I can't answer that. I can't give a definitive answer because if I loved one today, I'd love another one tomorrow. They're not like your children, you know. You're allowed to pick one. (laughs) Well, have you got one then? Well, yes, I have, actually. Really? Yes. But if you go back to episode 77, we've done a whole episode on our favourite art books. And mine are actually ones I mentioned in there, but I'll mention them again. So one of my favourite art books of all time is called a street sketchbook by Tristan Manco. And I think I've mentioned this loads of times on the show, but basically it's a peek inside the sketchbooks of street artists. And it's just got loads of really interesting imagery. So that is probably my all-time favourite. There's loads of books by different artists I like as well. But I also really like the Pictoplasma character books. Now, these are books with really weird little characters. And my favourite one of those is this pink padded book is quite odd it's quite a big big pink padded book i think i might have seen that on your shelf behind you when we've chatted online before you probably have but yeah it's just really really odd characters i really like that but say if you go back to episode 77 you'll hear us talk about different ones that we like for, for different reasons as well yeah i'm sure i mentioned quite a few in that episode but yeah i just can't pick one yeah We've also got Andy W. Art, and he says, I would love to know what type of places you enjoy sketching and what makes it appealing for you. And I would say I, I actually really like sketching in the comfort of my own studio because there's just no pressure. You know, you can just, yeah, you can just do whatever you like. You haven't got to worry about you've got to buy another coffee to be able to sit there for ages or people looking over your shoulder. So I quite, I actually quite like that. But if I am in public, I think the place I enjoy going to the most is actually, um, Tara and I, we went to Brighton, didn't we? Yeah. Brighton is fantastic because, you you know, wherever you look, you've got the sea and the beach in promenade in one direction. You've more than likely got people busking in another direction. Well, not busking. You've got like where we went, there was a band, wasn't there? A band playing. It's like an open mic along the promenade and behind us was the beach and the promenade in front of us was people singing and then you've got the also the people um sitting there staring at the band so when you're behind them it's great you can sketch them nobody notices you at all um and there's just something for everybody there so and also you've got all the lanes and the little quirky shops and 
yeah, I love Brighton for that reason. I mean, I live very close to Brighton, so it's only a 25-minute drive for me at most, really. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick a place to go every time I sketched, it would be there simply because you can find anything there and some really, really out there wild um, people with some bonkers dress sense. <laughs> what about you, Tara? Oh, well, you see, I, it depends what you define as sketching. So, I mean, if it's sketching, just got, get a sketchbook out, doodling things, then I do that in the lounge. And that is my favourite place to sit and do that, like like you. But yeah. if it's out, I do love urban sketching anywhere where you can find people, basically. Yeah. So sitting on a street bench, sitting in the cafe. Or what I really enjoyed was when we sat outside. We went to London a few weeks ago, didn't we? And yeah. sat outside sketching that market stall. And I, yeah. I didn't think I was going to like that because that was actually your idea. So I thought, mm, I'm not sure about the actual market stall. But I quite enjoyed that. And I don't mind sketching the odd building or two. But I think I prefer more built up areas for buildings rather than going to sit in and draw in a quaint, like I used to like drawing quaint little thatched cottages. Mm. Now I'd much more it would be a, a city type or a town, you know, type building where there's sort of more things going on and the buildings are more higgledy piggledy and interesting and he also asks where do you see yourself in five years time standard interview question but in all seriousness what are your hopes for the future well alive hopefully would be good <laughs> yeah <laughs> great start <laughs> oh my goodness um okay let's say where do I see myself or where do I want to be? That's the thing, isn't it? I mean... Where, well, where, where do you see yourself down Somali with a bottle of, bottle <laughs> of beer or something then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. God, I think I'm, where you want to be would be... Where I want to be. Yeah. Oh, well, I would love to be able to call um, art and also kicking the creatives um, my career by then, as in that's what I do. Um. I would also love travel to become part of what we do together, Tara, like perhaps joining in with some of those art conventions and You know those I don't fly, of... don't you? Sorry? You know I don't fly, don't you? It's all right, I'll just drug you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just fill you with Prosecco. <laughs> you have to go on Eurostar. Yeah. Yeah, well, there was this kind of thing once. There was sort of some talk about us maybe going to New York for something, wasn't there? Do you yeah, remember? Do, Didn't yeah. actually come to anything. But you actually did say, oh, God, I can't believe I've got to fly. So I know you would if, if it was something that was worth flying for. But, yeah, there's no harm in dreaming big. I, I suppose, where do I see myself? Well, I'd like to see myself, um, yeah, have moved away from – my usual work altogether and just focusing on art that's being my own and obviously what Tara and I do because the two go hand in hand really so um where you know whether that's where I I just want to be or where I see myself I just don't know I don't know what about you Tara well I want to know now the opposite of where you do really see yourself then if that's how you're thinking what do you mean well, you said that's how you want to be. Yes. And you so said, where do I see myself? Yeah. Do well, you I, see yourself with a beer Yeah, I can visualise it. And I think you're supposed to visualise things, aren't you, to make them happen. Oh, right. yeah. So, yes, I'm, I'm going to say, okay, let me be bold then. Yes, yes, that's where I see myself. Good. Yes. Great. So mine's This is much- where you say, no, I'm not going to be with kicking the creators anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you kill my dream. So <laughs> where do I see myself in five years' time? Hopefully having a lion 
because the puppy's a bit older. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Having a lion some mornings would be lovely. Um, then also, um, I would like to be selling all the art I create for really good money. And that wouldn't be selling commissions. That would be selling anything I want to create. Yeah. Basically, you see people on Instagram and I, every bit of work they've got up there just says sold. Yeah. I want that to be me. Mm. Um, and then I'd love to have an art studio where I didn't have to worry about getting crayons and paint on the floor. Yeah. That'd be really nice. I would like Kicking the Creatives to be supporting us so we don't have to do other jobs. Yeah. And I'd like everything we do now for Kicking the Creatives to remain, I mean, obviously to evolve, but then to have courses alongside our challenges that, you know, we do as well. Maybe yeah. made by us and other people. Yeah. Maybe somebody who can help us with things like editing and video editing and that kind of stuff because that stuff is takes so much time, doesn't it? And we want to do so much with this, and it's it's just hard when you can't afford to kind of step back enough from your usual stuff to be able to do it all. Um, so, yeah. but I say we do a lot more than we did four years ago. So it's it's you know it's a snowball thing, isn't it? Definitely. So I've got the next question that is from Rob Myers and he says, what inspires you both and how do you use that inspiration to fuel your creativity? Okay. Well, what inspires me? If you, if, if I'm talking about in, you know, creating my art and what inspires me to rush off and pick up my paintbrushes, light is a massive part of that. So ambient light, and I love this time of year for that reason. I love, I love sitting in front of the, the log fire with a candle going and a glass next to it and, and that flickering light. And oh, I love all that. So ambient light for sure. Um, also, a clean studio. That is so inspiring for me. If my studio is dirty from where I've already just finished the painting, there's paint everywhere, brushes everywhere, everything needs cleaning, I do not want to go in there. So that's why I have to, between each painting, I have to go and really give it a good clean. I even have to change the um, little tablecloth that I use over my, I have to have a clean one. It's, it's bonkers, really. They're only paper, so it's not, you know, not plastic or anything like that. But uh, yeah, so I, I'll always change those um music that helps me get right into the zone so if I'm going into my studio and I'm not quite feeling like I'm in the right headspace I'll put the kind of music that I really want to listen to and I'll put that on and that really helps me just get in the zone and just um yeah it keeps me in there longer and also going to the pub I love going to the pub. <laughs> I love going to the pub because sometimes it's when we have the most stupidest conversations, um, you know, Paul and I, and, and I'll be like, oh, I really want to paint that and I really want to paint this. And and he'll come up with some ideas and, and there's that, you know, all the beautiful light behind the bar and the log fire and all that sort of stuff. So I'm often inspired when I've been to the pub. So obviously that's why I go to the pub a lot because yeah, obviously research and inspiration purposes. Anyway, what about you? Well, faces. I love faces because they're all so different, aren't they? And you Do you just... love my face? Well, I love. I like some faces because you've never and... drawn. You've never drawn my face. I have drawn your face. No, I have. Yes. No, I'm not talking about the cartoon you used to do. No, no, I drew your face with. Uh, you did like a ten minute drawing of your face in color, ages ago. Oh yeah, and yeah. I'm talking about in one of your thingies. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> charming no 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 uh maybe maybe one day yeah we'll we'll see yeah but they're also different aren't they 
and you can but it takes me ages to find a face I like to draw that's probably why I'm drawing yours <laughs> thanks uh, art wise as well I, I'm not feeling so sure about kicking the creative no, being I there in five years now not. five minutes maybe <laughs> challenges inspire me now that might sound a a bit weird but obviously we're all about challenges and they are a big inspiration for me I find if I set myself personal challenges it just gives me new ideas and ways of working and it's just something about setting yourself that constraint of something you're going to do consistently for a certain number of days it is almost like you get into that bored phase and I know that sounds bad but I think the bored phase is where you have to almost try and find something to amuse yourself if yeah. that makes sense and so i did definitely challenges so i recommend doing a challenge to be inspired i also love looking at loads of different styles on instagram pinterest and they inspire my work sometimes you'll just see see something you'll almost take note of it in your head oh i really like those two colors together or i really like that grungy line and then you might see if you can bring that into your work some way the other day i was I was thinking about, you know, kind of ideas for the next face I was going to draw. And I saw some credits on a TV show and TV credits. Some of them are absolutely amazing for films and series. Do you not think sometimes I can't stop watching them? Yeah, I agree. And they had these torn line paper and they were just doing things like adding, putting it over the top of photographs and writing on it. And I thought, oh, I'm going to use that in my face. I'm going to use lined paper. So that inspired me for that. But also yeah. for kicking the creatives, for other ideas, for sort of creative ideas in that direction, I'm often inspired by things I hear on other podcasts and they may be totally unrelated to the idea I come up with. But there's obviously something within they suggest that triggers something else to me. Uh, and then also, this is weird, when I'm cleaning the bathrooms, you, I've told you before, I've come up with ideas for episodes and challenges when I've got my head down the toilet. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> but that's because I'm bored, you see. It's another thing where I'm bored. So, so next bro- time you're feeling uninspired, Tara, just go and clean the toilet. No, but it's like when you're bored, I think your brain tries to amuse, my mind tries to amuse me because I'm bored. Yeah. So it comes up with ideas. Very interesting the way your yeah. mind works. Uh, okay, so who else have we got here? We've got Esther Arroyo. She says, I listen to your podcast and lately, girls, you seem to be on fire. Tara's courses, Sandra's exhibition. How do you feel about these changes in your artistic careers? Um, can I answer that? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so first of all, incredibly grateful is my first thing because I never would have thought in a million years when I first started my art journey to for want of a better way of describing it um that I could I would be here really doing this and you know um painting and selling and exhibiting so incredibly grateful um very very excited to see what comes next on this uncertain journey of of ours things have happened that I would never have imagined in a million years you know Adobe that was our most recent thing where we were both really so shocked weren't we to be asked by Adobe 
anyone who doesn't know what that is, um, it was the Adobe Max, the creative conference they did, and we were invited to be uh, speakers. And we had to go up to London to do some filming. And, you know, I mean, just for, for someone like Adobe to think that we have something worthy to say, I mean, what an absolute honor and a surprise, really. So, um, yeah, it's a ride that I'm absolutely loving every moment of, but I'm not taking any of it for granted because, you know, who knows? Who knows what's around the corner? But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just loving every minute. I'm really excited about the possibilities because if you'd have told me five years ago even that I'd been making art and that I'd have made a course, I'd have mm. told you you were completely bonkers. Yeah. You know, that I'd be doing kicking the creatives and trying to encourage other people along along with you to be creative. I'd have thought you were completely bonkers. Well, you always did think I was completely bonkers. Yeah. So yeah, I I just want to get there quicker. <laughs> oh, she's so impatient, everyone. <laughs> Literally, I have always said to her, it's "Take a long time, you know. These things take years, ten years." For and she, no, oh, oh my god, I can't years. wait that long. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I I can't believe I must admit what's happened to us. I mean like you say the adobe thing is just like wow it's like well we think we said before we both thought that was a spoof but we also got contacted in the past like you said about the possibility of going to new york to do something i mean that that didn't come off but like it's just like what yeah and i actually you know and it's really weird because the adobe thing i i just keep thinking now well that's that's as good as it gets you can't oh i know that's it now that's where we've peaked Yeah. So I can't imagine anything else coming up like that at all, ever. But you never know. But the, but the weird thing is, and I'm going to put a downer on thing, things now. Oh, <laughs> here, no. here we go. Is that what what you see online, like with with different people? Sometimes you think people are really successful, but you never really know how people are doing, do you? No, that's the thing. Because like, although we're really happy with that I, I haven't sold my art yet and I really want to sell art and we'd love to be doing this full time and we haven't got there yet have we so no. we just want to be completely transparent because you do see people online and I know people and they're not being not transparent but they've won loads of awards and things but they're still struggling so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's difficult isn't it sorry mm. that's a bit of a downer isn't it yeah I'm going to cut that bit out <laughs> yeah I'll edit that out oh, okay <laughs> No, I won't really. <laughs> okay, so you've got another one, haven't you? Um, oh, yes, I have. And this is from Beckett Art and Design. And he says, congrats, ladies. Quite an accomplishment. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Accomplishment. <laughs> Quite an accomplishment in an easy come, easy go world. Has Tara and Sandra ever considered doing a collaboration work? I can see Tara's abstract faces painted on Sandra's wine bottles or coat bottles laughy face now can i answer this one yeah well i think it would be the end of my friendship our friendship if my crayons touch your canvas <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but if i let you then what no i don't think you would and i would not touch your canvas <laughs> I, I just... it, it, it would be the most weirdest bit of artwork because stylistically we're two polar opposites aren't we so totally. it'd be really strange. I don't know. Oh, no, we ha- the answer to that is no, we haven't ever discussed or considered doing a collaboration artwork simply because I suppose I can't visualise how that, what, what on earth that would look <laughs> no. like. It would be I'm so plus, funny. You can't put crayon over oil paint, can you? Do you know what would be fun though? What? Is if we did a piece of art where, say for instance, we had a, say we took a photograph of, I don't know, Let's just say a wine bottle for argument's sake, just because it's easy to think of right this second. Okay, go on then. 
<clears throat> or, a, or a few wine bottles or some cups or whatever. Um, and we took a photograph of it and I painted it and you drew it. I painted it in my style, you drew it in your style. Then we could slice down the middle and yeah. then join them together. And yeah. Can we do a face though? Yeah, we could do a face. I haven't, haven't painted a face for a long time. As long as it's a really, really, really wrinkly old face, because I'm like painting wrinkly old faces. We'd have to we'd edit it together digitally. That means I wouldn't have to touch the canvas. Oh yeah, I wouldn't actually want to cut my canvas <laughs> in half. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you wouldn't do it. I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> well, well I, I've actually put as well that like, we would go out, we go out sketching together. Obviously, now I think that would be quite funny because that's kind of throwaway. So if we went at Irvin sketching. That would be mm. quite interesting if I started a sketch and you started a sketch and then we swapped. And yeah, that on. really, yeah, that really would. But we did, we did actually collaborate on a children's storybook. Like I say, our styles are so different. I'm not sure how that would work. But actually, with the children's storybook, it turned out our styles of writing were very similar, which is interesting, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that flowed quite well, didn't it? <clears throat> yeah, it I, did. I, I got bored of it really quickly. Yeah, you, you just bore us, and I loved yeah. every minute of it. Yeah, but our, our actual writing <laughs> style and our imaginations took us very, just very similar places. So yeah. it's interesting that our art styles on a canvas is so different, but actually the way we think in terms of creativity, story-wise, storyline and things like that are very similar. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, have you finished? Yep, did, I have. Did you answer that? I can't remember. Yeah, I did. I started, did. didn't I? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I did listen honestly. I said I didn't want to touch your camera. That's right. Crayons. Yes, yes, that's right. Okay, so I we have another question. Actually, this one is from my my friend, my personal friend as well, um, Kerry Caffin, and she has said, "Would you shave your head in the name of art?" And the answer is no. <laughs> no. Simple answer. Absolutely not. No. Um, I guess unless I really wanted to make it a much more complicated question. So if it was a case of, okay, somebody said to me, I really want to paint this amazing piece and I just need a, you know, uh, somebody bald like you, can you shave your head? I'd be like, no, I don't, no, I, I, I wouldn't, you couldn't pay me to do that. <laughs> um, but if somebody then said to me, okay, you shave your head or you go back to square one with your painting skill or level, then I would shave my head as long as I was allowed to grow it again. <laughs> so I, I guess, yeah, that is in the name of art, isn't it? What about you? Would you? No, but I'd do my toes. You'd shave your toes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Tara. I've, just, I've got a vision of your hairy feet now. That's hilarious. I'm glad it is feet that you said. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I thought that was too rude to say on there the other bit. Okay, moving on. Um, she also says, so this is again from Kerry. She also says, if you had to decorate your whole house interior all in one colour for an entire year, what colour? And she also added that, in her opinion, um, the colour she would find most easy to live with would be green like nature. Nice lime green. Yeah. So, yeah, if I had to decorate my whole house in all one colour for a year, uh, 50 shades of grey. Ooh. Very soft and easy on the eye. Um, mm. Yeah, or something <clears throat> like that, very, very easy colour. I wouldn't want to paint my house acid yellow or um, anything very bright because 
that would drive me nuts. So something subtle. What about you? Would you have the trimmings to go with Fifty Shades of Grey? The what? The trimmings? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know, I must be the only person in the whole entire universe that has never read or watched Fifty Shades of Grey. I get the gist. But yeah, yeah I'm like, nah. <laughs> And I gather what you're saying is the accessories. Yes. Will I have the accessories? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will leave you to decide that. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, yes, then. Okay. So, no. I don't just... Anyway, come on. Let's move on to another question. Okay. No, 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 I want to know. I want to know what your one would be. White. Now, let me guess. Let me guess what your answer would I've be. I've just said this. it. White. White. Yes. I think that would be really hard to live with. I'd like a house that is all white. Yeah, but you're talking about everything white. Yeah, I would like a whole house that is decorated in white. Not soft furnishings, but what is great about white is that you could put a big colourful picture on it. Yeah, but does she she not mean, though, decorate your whole house in one year for everything has to be the same colour? That's what I I was taking it as. I was taking it as the walls. Oh, it depends what way uh, you take it then. Yeah, no, couldn't couldn't have white sofas because we've got a black dog. <laughs> <laughs> and really black hairy toes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah, especially if I shave them. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so white, God, no, no, I couldn't do that. Oh, so too I, cold. I don't too know cold. then because, yeah. And it's really strange because somebody who's got such colourful... Yeah, that's um, white. Art. And yeah. there's a really practical reason as well. Do you want to know my practical reason? Go on. It'd be a really good backdrop for a video. Do you think it would? Yes, because then you can dress it however you like. You're to see, this is big, one great big cheat, really, <laughs> isn't it? Next you'll be saying, oh, but I'd have a feature wall and, yeah. I'm not dressing it with a white picture. <laughs> no, but if, if you only had, like, say, for instance, then, yeah. you had to decorate your whole house, including everything, in one colour. I don't know, because I'm too practical, you see. Because, like, white would be quite cool, but... It would just be too messy. Yeah, it would show up every single yeah, bit of dirt, it would. wouldn't it? But it would be very clean. If I could go black and white, that would be cool. Oh, you're just cheating I'm again stretching now. It. Yeah, well, yeah. hardly 50 shades of grey. That's all different greys. It's not really one colour, is it? You'd have a very, very deep grey that's almost black. And so basically you... what we're saying then is we're not actually able to answer that question. No. Should we move on? Yeah. Right, I've got another one, and that's from Rachel Reddit. And she said, what is your number one favourite memory of the whole of Kicking the Creatives? Do you want to go for that one? No, you go. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, there can't be one. (laughs) We cheat on every single one, really. Meeting me, obviously, is number one. God, I didn't even think of that one. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think, so one of them has been, it's been tons of the messages that we get yeah. sent. See, I lump in tons of messages into one thing yeah. because they're quite amazing, aren't they? When we get those through, and I've, I've actually told you, I've actually been almost tearful, which you find quite funny when, <laughs> when we get some of those messages through because they're really touching and saying how much it helps them. That's been pretty amazing. Uh, when we met, that first time we met in person, that was a really good night. It was, wasn't it? Cause, yeah, because Sandra, we've said before, but Sandra didn't know what was happening. Her husband had uh, arranged it all as a surprise. I knew about it. So that was kind of weird. Um, Adobe Max, like you've mentioned before, doing that, that was a really interesting day. Uh, plus behind, you know, behind the scenes. Oh, yes, I know what it was. Behind the scenes, when we, we first started making videos for YouTube, 
<laughs> you remember? Yeah. yeah, we got our new cameras and we didn't have to use them. So we thought, oh, for a laugh. Well, you, I didn't know you were doing it, but you thought for a laugh, I'm going to make a video for me. And what had happened was we basically Sandra made a video showing how to draw men's rude bits, <laughs> which, which she sent. <laughs> she sent to me. And the reason she'd done it was because when we'd been writing a list of possible YouTube videos to make, a very sensible list, for a laugh, I'd added that to the list. Not <laughs> meaning it was just what I was messed about. Anyway, so she sends me this video on how to draw men's rude bits, so, <laughs> which was hilarious. Um, so I've th- still th- got that. Okay. I never did have, I was never brave enough to post it online. <laughs> no, so then... I made you one. Do you remember? Basically, I wore. Um, you'd said how much you hate people on YouTube when they go, "Yo, yo, what's up?" Oh, that's and it. Like, you made me that one. You were doing that with your baseball cap on yeah, back to front. I had a baseball cap on back to front. And I was going, "Yo, yo," and I did. Do you remember like a YMCA thing with our KITC? Yeah, you did. It was so funny. <laughs> so that was funny. Obviously, not very memorable for you though. <laughs> I know. It's now you've said it. There's so many things though, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, like. Yeah, number one, a favourite memory, uh, pretty similar to yours in the fact that, that that first night we met. I mean, that could have been very different, couldn't it? Because it's very different chatting to someone over the phone and online and then actually meeting in person. It could be a whole level of awkwardness, but it wasn't that, was it? If anything, no. I don't think either of us could shut up. So that was that was really fun. Um, and yeah, like a lot of the 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 uh, behind the scenes stuff, but also things like um reaching I mean I know we're we're close to 150,000 downloads now I think it might even be above that but I remember reaching 100,000 downloads and saying I can't I I can't believe that (laughs) do you know what I mean I really can't believe that also the, the moments when one of us says something on the podcast and the other one reads something totally disgusting into it and drags it right down into the gutter. You're really good at doing that, Tari. Oh, you blame you. me, but you're really good at doing Thank that. You. We've we've both got quite a childish side. I can't help that. <laughs> and I remember, um, I seem to remember something about an electric paintbrush. I don't know what that was. was no, I, I, I remember pants. You, oh, I don't know. I remember you saying a um, a question. You'd set a question once like we do at the end of the episodes and it was something about what a creative thing you could do with a pencil and (laughs) when you sent me this question I'd immediately thought oh my god that's hilarious she she obviously hasn't realized it's funny no and then you started reading out and I was sniggering and then you suddenly realized how how it sounded sounded. yeah We've had electric pants. We've had sausage gate. That was our last episode. Some too rude to, to actually leave in that have had us rolled up. So a lot of the the favourite, uh, there is, there is, oh, I don't know. There's so many. And you, have, uh, some of the favourite memories we've had is when we did our YouTube channel, which we want to sort of revive, but um, we've made some really funny videos. And some of the stuff we've sent each other has been hilarious, hasn't it? Like when we were doing the the line, like teaching people how to do a blind contour drawing and things like that. Oh, and yeah, well, the blind contour, that killed me. When, when you sent me the video you'd made for the blind contour, I watched that over and over again every time I saw it because Sandra had basically got this I I thought it was this idea where you could show an example of a a blind contour by just using a shoelace and it would just show that you'd got this continuous line basically um so 
she'd basically stuck a shoelace to her face around her features and I didn't know she was doing it and honestly I was practically <laughs> wetting myself oh you'll have to link to that video in the yeah. show notes so yeah there's too many to mention so yeah um she has also asked what has surprised us most about the whole kick in the creative project um my answer to that if you don't mind me starting go on um the the two of us have remained so committed um to the same level of commitment I guess and seem to have the same vision because that could have been we could have had completely different visions couldn't we but I'll tell you what even more has surprised me about um, Kicking Creatives is that the so many of the people who actually joined the group when it first started, say four years ago or whatever, are still with us all through it. So, you know, so many members we've got, we kind of, we feel like we know them really well because they've just been with us from the start and they've stayed with us and they're still doing these challenges and they're still active in the group. And that's been really surprising. Yeah. What about you? For me, I think it's how much some people have said it's lifted their spirits and helped their mental health. Yeah. Because it just, I just wouldn't have even considered that. To me, it was about this thing that we were creating, encouraging to be, people to be creative. And it's something they would enjoy, but I hadn't really thought of it beyond that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, on the other side, how much work it would be. I hadn't realised quite how much work it would involve. But it's good. I enjoy it. But it is a lot of work, isn't it? Oh, it's a huge amount of work. I had absolutely no idea how much work this was going to take. Um, and also how much it costs to actually do it. <laughs> you know, all of the things we have to, you know, do, they cost us money. And so it, the Kofi support always really helps us with that, doesn't it? It so does, that's always yeah. good. Um, but yeah, the, the, the work that goes into it is a huge amount, actually. Um, but I don't, I don't mind that because I enjoy it so much. So, yeah, but no, yeah, it's the same. But it's just that thing where you think. I remember wow. the first time I met, I made a podcast prior to doing this podcast. Yeah, and you do the editing now. But you always think, oh, a podcast that's really easy because you know, at least you, you've got not got to do loads of writing. You just you're talking, aren't you? Really yeah. easy. Yeah. And then when you actually do it, and then you edit it, and then you have to put it up. And then you have to write the notes and then you have to put pictures to go with it. And you realise, oh my God. It's it hours actually, and hours yeah, and is. hours and yeah. hours of work. Yeah, just for one episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we only do one every fortnight, don't we? Imagine yeah. if we did it every week. Yeah, I know. God, incredible. Some people do. I think we'd run some out of Some people do daily ones. I don't know how they do it. I don't either. I don't. I don't think really? anyone would be able to cope with my voice for more than once every fortnight, I must say. <laughs> well, yeah. I've, got, I've got the next one. Shall I do that one? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what have you learned art-wise that you appreciate the most because of the challenges on KITC? Um, I think I appreciate different styles a lot more than I did because yeah. I now look at a lot more art. So whereas before, you'd perhaps be narrow in the type of thing you like. I now kind of see loads more art. And I, I think it's fascinating the way different artists can approach exactly the same subject. You can get you know, someone who approaches, especially face-tastic, challenge that we do someone yeah. who, who creates this very realistic looking pencil drawer and then someone creates something quite wild and colorful so I love that and also obviously I've learned loads because that's what got me drawing so I've learned how much I enjoy drawing faces through experimenting with challenges myself 
And I have just learnt um, not to be so precious in my sketchbook and just appreciate the fun of it. And I'm I'm finally really loose in there and I really enjoy it. And I never thought I would be. Um, and like you, I just feel like I've I've opened up to so many different styles and didn't realise just how lovely different artists are in their own different ways. And I've really loved just ha- having my network, I suppose, widened so so far yeah it's amazing okay we've got the next one which is what are your future plans do you want to kick that one off well obviously putting more time into kicking the creatives that is definitely a future plan um making courses we're we're hopefully um we're on the last part of putting a course together as we speak so making more courses after that um getting back in there with youtube so yeah that kind of thing i suppose being trying to work out more of a strategy do you know what I mean being a bit more like okay yeah in in all sides of things being my own and what we do what about you well yeah personally to keep creating art but I'm not selling mine at the moment I would and I still think you know I did that find your art style challenge yeah I realize now that basically what I'm doing is I'm doing that again (laughs) <laughs> yeah you found it and now yeah. you want another one <laughs> yeah well no I've realized that basically I'm doing this uh for anyone who doesn't know I'm doing this challenge called no I can't remember what it's called 50, 50, 50 ways to draw a face that's it um, and basically I, I've taken one reference image mm. and that is inspiration for 50 faces it doesn't have to look like the face but that's just my starting point um but I've realized essentially what I'm doing is is doing the find your art style challenge again because by only having one face it encouraged me to draw it in lots of different ways um but it's not that I didn't like the style that I had I do I I really like those colorful faces I was doing but I have this mismatch and I think I've talked about this before where I really like the end results of those but I don't get the buzz from them yeah if that makes sense so I don't get if if I'm creating something really loose and experimental I get a, a real kind of buzz from it yeah. So I kind of need to, a way of combining the two a little bit. I need to be able to go full throttle at something and loose to get the feeling, but I want to like the end results as well. So I want to I wanna kind of hone that to find a way I really like creating, and then I want to sell it, basically, and learn how to sell it, which hopefully this woman will help with that. And then I want, on the kick and the creative side, just like you, I want to keep encouraging people to be creative, you know, whatever their ability. And I think that was one of our core things. We always wanted it to be open to anyone, anyone to have a go. Um, I'd really like to do some more speaking. Yeah, maybe TED Talks and things like that would be cool. Yeah, TED Talks, just to, again, to promote the idea of anyone can be creative. And I think I'd need to get a bit of teaching for that so I can speak better. (laughs) (laughs) So we need a tutorial on that. and then, yeah, like you, we want to create courses. And I think I'd like us to make more courses, but maybe to have other people creating courses as well. And it'd be lovely to have some that follow the challenges. So it'd yeah. be great if we'd got like Art Journal January and then we'd got someone who created a course for us an Art Journal in and you could either do it with the course or without the course. Yeah, so there's lots of, lots yeah. of different sort of things we're looking at doing yeah. over the next, you know, few years. It'd be interesting to see how it evolves. Yeah. And uh, I am now wearing moisturiser. <laughs> <laughs> and lipstick. Uh, no. 
No lipstick. Only occasionally. <laughs> uh, okay. Um... Oh, it's me. It's not. I've got loads to say. I've loads of questions you've given me. Okay, you want, go you on. want to do that one? So, what are your guilty pleasures art wise? Uh, my electric paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no guilty pleasures. Um, I only feel guilty if I'm actually not making art. So, no, if, if I'm creating art in any way, whether it's for kicking the creatives or myself, I don't feel guilty because I just, yeah, I feel bad if I don't do it. But, yeah, guilty pleasures. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Now, I wasn't quite sure what a guilty pleasure art-wise was, whether it's something that I like a type of art that's I should feel guilty about. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. a, a naff song. You know, like you might really like a really naff song. <clears throat> My mm. boy band or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, I like quirky characters and doodles. Maybe that's a guilty pleasure. I don't know. But I've also developed quite a liking for really naive art. Is that a Me guilty pleasure? Me too. Ple- is that Me a guilty too. pleasure? No, I don't think it is. No? No. I just think it's a pleasure. Okay. All right, then. We'll go with that. Do you want me to read out this one or you? How do you feel about pineapple on pizza? Uh, <laughs> that is really out there a very yeah. weird question but we did say ask us anything so how do I feel about pineapple on pizza um, in my opinion there is no place for any kind of fruit on a pizza and I love it and ham and pineapple is one of my favourites oh, that's so so typical of us yeah it is it? yeah it really <laughs> is completely opposite yeah <laughs> go on then okay what do you love other than art uh, my answer to that would be writing. I really, really love writing. I don't do nearly enough of it. Um, but if I wasn't an artist, I would be sure to be trying to be a writer. I just love it. I guess my family as well. <laughs> Quite like them. <laughs> they, they ought to be in what there somewhere. Me? What about me? Of course. <laughs> oh, you're right at the top, Tara, of course. <laughs> After the writing. Yeah. yeah. I, cool. I've, got, I've got family. Uh, my partner Kevin and I love dogs especially yeah. I dog about love love dogs I love um, my dog too I also love a film or a tv show about music or something this is almost a guilty pleasure about music or songwriting oh you like that blooming was it yeah. Glee or something yeah. so oh. I've got Little oh. Voice Glee Nashville Pitch Perfect Smash any of those I now, absolutely you love them yeah Glee to me would be a guilty pleasure if I yeah had, it if is I liked but I love those other than yeah. that. And then I also love a good entrepreneurial podcast. Not like us then. <laughs> no, but real uh, business Something more intelligent. But businessy, but yeah. not like dry business. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's another one, isn't there? Oh, yes. Oh. Do you ever express yourself emotionally through art? Uh, for me, subconsciously, sometimes I have in the past. I don't... To try to do it and I don't usually realize I've done it until I see the finished piece um but generally speaking no that's not my intention at all but there are times if something has happened like um someone has died or something like that or whatever I'll I'll, I'll realize in the next couple of paintings somehow it comes out in in that piece yeah what about you uh no I don't I don't <laughs> I don't express myself emotionally as such, but I do like creating really loose art that you could kind of lose yourself in. Yeah. Like in, in some ways, I guess that is 
putting emotion into art, but not necessarily a specific emotion. It's just like losing yourself in there. Yeah, I mean, you painted that, you did that drawing, which I keep referring to, the one where the character had his head had flipped open and inside it was just full of newspapers. And that was when you felt like you were just overloaded on news and everything was so depressing. And and that's, that could be a kind of... Yeah, but it wasn't like a powerful emotion. It was more like a... Oh, it was for you. <laughs> well, no. Is that something nice? It's more like a flippant, <laughs> flippant, a flippant, flippy head. Flippy head. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, there's another one. What do you remember doing art-wise as a kid? Uh, I used to draw constantly. Um, I remember entering drawing competitions in my mum's magazine. In your mum's magazine? My mum used to get this women's oh, magazine. Oh, I thought she meant, you meant she used to write a magazine. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. She used to get this magazine called Woman's Realm and they used to have a kids competition in it every week. But often it'd be really boring stuff like a word search or, you know, yeah. something like that. But every now and again, they'd have a, a drawing competition. I always used to enter those. I won, I won a few of those. Um, and, yeah. Look <laughs> at me. Can't sell a painting, but I can win a child's drawing competition. <laughs> you won a hamster cage, didn't oh, yeah, you? Yeah. And I won a teddy bear once as You well. didn't even have a hamster, right? No, I didn't. <laughs> I sold it. Seems a really odd prize. Yeah, well, I think it was drawing a hamster or something like that. And it was probably sponsored oh, by okay. a hamster cage company or, you know, one of those. Then when I was a teen, uh, kids used to ask me to draw their pop idols. So I remember doing that a lot. Mm. And then up until I was about 14, I never used to use colour, which you might find surprising. I only use pencil. I used to draw everything in pencil. Maybe I used pen, but I can't remember. So literally everything was a pencil sketch. Mm. Pencil everything. And then uh, when I was 14, a teacher suggested I go to a night school class in watercolours his wife was doing. Um, and It's kind of weird, isn't it? Because you'd think they'd be able to teach you watercolours yeah. at school in art yeah. rather than sending. This wasn't the art teacher. Um, but anyway, I went off to that. And I learned how to paint traditional watercolours. So after that, until I was about 18, I used to paint really traditional watercolours of, say, cottages, churches, and the odd animal thrown in there. But, yeah. Well, I used to do endless comic strips with my friend Kerry, who I mentioned earlier. Um, I've known Kerry for years and years. So uh, we used to, I used to go around to her house or she'd come to mine and we'd always just sit there and draw. That's what we did. Um, and I also used to love drawing people as well. And I remember I used to do like get an A4 bit of paper and I used to do a person on each piece of paper and they'd all have a name and they'd all have different clothes and different hairstyles. And, and it's funny cause I didn't realize, but my mum actually kept them all. Really? And it was only, yeah, she did. And it was only about, I don't know, five years ago or something. I remember her coming around and she bought with her this shoe box and it was just absolutely chock-a-block full of all of these drawings I remember doing when I was a kid and it was really funny to look at that look back at them yeah. do they have names did you name them all yeah they used to have did you yeah, yeah every one of them had a name oh wow yeah how weird so, but it was great that she kept them because it was really funny to see them again took, what kind of what? took me back to when I used to draw them what were you and Kerry's comics about? Were they, did you make up your own characters? Were they like, you know, blue jeans and all those magazines? No, no. They were just like, you know, you'd get like a Beano or something. Yeah. And you'd just have like a row of squares and then you'd fill them with whatever the 
cartoon was and then little chat box you know the yeah. text box just like that so but would you make we wouldn't do them together oh. yeah we wouldn't well we we do them together but we I would do mine and she yeah. would do hers and we right. just make comic strips I can't I wish I had some of those I can't remember a huge amount about them I just remember doing them so even then you wouldn't let someone else draw on your paper no it wasn't that actually I don't <laughs> think Kerry would have done either no. <laughs> no I don't we just used to draw together we used to draw a lot together um but have you we... done that recently you should get Kerry round and have well, a she rem- does she paints in no, my no, studio I know but you should get around to do some comic strips <laughs> that would be so fun <laughs> uh okay oh I love this question this question how and this is an, another one um gosh there's loads Rachel you were very greedy <laughs> oh my goodness 10 questions she had I know that's awesome we love lots of questions and so the last final question from Rachel is how would you feel about setting a silly art challenge once a month well I love that idea I really love that idea but I'm just wondering like what like like what painting with body parts or something I don't know I'd I'd be very happy you resort to that don't you (laughs) I'd very happily um set a silly art challenge month so let's know if you have something in mind have you got anything any ideas from that time no that's what I said it's fine by me if you've got some ideas Rachel yeah I said yeah Yeah. Rachel we're waiting on you for the silly ideas yeah Uh, answers on a postcard yeah yeah or in the group that's easier in the group yeah. yeah okay so we've also got dare imagine um, do you have business plan for kicking the creatives now that you are a hundred podcasts in and committed crazy or otherwise such as a kick in the creatives art book a book with both of your art a youtube channel video broadcast of the podcast classes etc or other some such thanks for the laugh and the great community well obviously we've said, spoken about the business side of kicking the creatives i suppose previously um, and about the plans we have um they all obviously involve putting more time into it. Um, so we, you know, we're, we're planning, well, basically what we've said before. But it is interesting that you mention a video podcast. Um, hmm. Would you like us to do a video podcast? And would you mind if I was in my pyjamas? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one question. And no, we haven't spoken about a book, but maybe that could be something that Tara and I might think about in the future, kicking the creator's book. Yeah, I mean, definitely the courses, I think, is a big thing for us, isn't it? We want to do yeah. that. And we'd like to get other people involved in that as well, if yeah. we can. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the video version, it also would mean me brushing my hair, wouldn't it? Which so, just would not happen. No. So that's on hold at the moment. <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to start doing some lives, aren't we? We yes. might start doing some live um, Facebooks and some live Instagrams. We were planning on doing that a little while ago, but then we had some technical hiccups, didn't we? Which can't. It was your technical yeah. hiccup. I can't what it was. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I also need to wait to get a new phone, really, because mine's not that good for uh, mobile. Which I think you think you can. It's the only easy way of doing Instagram. So yeah, yeah I think we're going to do that. Yeah yeah youtube i think it would be quite cool or maybe to do a bit of a podcast sometime maybe video podcast but yeah i want to know what people think about that if if whoever's listening to this if you would prefer us to do video podcasts let us know the only problem i have with a video podcast is as you know i print my notes out and they're all like sitting on the table so you just get the top of my head <laughs> for most of the entire podcast i'd have to do it a slightly different way wouldn't i 
Mm, it's interesting. I've never, I must admit, I've never watched a video podcast before because they're just easy to listen to. Yeah, I remember so, listening. I think the only trouble we'd have is we'd have to find a way that we could both record audio and video because we'd still want to do the audio and have a good quality audio. Yeah, because quite often you get the right, you, yeah, you don't YouTube get as good as quality. Not, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't know on that. Um, I've got one here, which is from Carol Whitmore. And she says, what are your favorite color combinations? Well, I love colours that convey a sense of warmth and ambience, and you'll know that from my paintings, um, even though, you know, I have lots of paintings that aren't, they're kind of cooler paintings, like my marbles and things like that, but um, they still have a sense of ambient light in there somewhere. Even some, some of my green wine bottle paintings have a, a warmth to them, maybe from fairy lights and things like that. So, you know, reds and greens together are always a win for me, but I love colour. I, I do love colour and I don't have a particular favourite colour combination. I suppose it's just what I feel like I'm using at the time has to be my favourite at the time. What about you? Yeah, I haven't got a favourite colour combo either. I love a bit of purple. As you yeah, you do. Purple and yellow, you like, don't <laughs> Purple you? everywhere. Yeah, and yeah, yellow as well. That's what I put. But not necessarily together, although I do, I do tend to use complementaries. In my work, yes. quite a lot of complementaries. So, yeah, but that could be blue and like a, an orangey yellow. It doesn't mm. necessarily have to be purple and yellow. But yeah, they're probably. And the thing is, I would I hardly ever wear purple and yellow, although I do like purple. But it's funny, isn't it? What you do in art is not necessarily the same colours you would wear and things like that. that that's really interesting, though, because I will not wear clothes that aren't colourful. Really, I like colourful clothes. I you would never see me in black. What um, are you wearing at the moment? Oh, actually, if you look at me now, I am actually wearing something really bland. I'm wearing a, because um, it's cold today and I've got this kind of fluffy jumper and it's just really warm. It's not one I like, but it's just really, really warm. So no, this isn't colourful, but if I'm going out anywhere, it's very rare you'd see me wearing something that wasn't, didn't have a colour. I don't necessarily mean colourful, so I'm not saying I'd wear a top that was like covered in all sorts of colours, but it would be a bright colour of some sort, definitely. Yeah. Just because I just don't. I don't know I don't I think I feel what I wear so if I wear black or gray I'd, I would feel drab and it would bring my I would think I'd feel down <laughs> do you yeah, know what I mean yeah so I like to feel colorful I do, I do love red in clothes I must yeah. admit yeah but that is not what she asked us no, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> completely completely not go. what she asked us at all um Kim Kernow when using a sketchbook would you turn around and use the reverse side or start a new one Go I would start a new answer. one. I would start a new one, definitely. Occasionally, when I'm going through, I'll use both sides. It all depends what I'm drawing. I never, ever used to use both sides until you pulled me up on it once. But now I will, if I've just done, like, something just in pen and there's, you know, not too much show through, I might, and it's, if I don't like it, I'll work on, <laughs> if I don't like it, I'll work on the other side. Yeah. But I would never go through a sketchbook and then turn it around and go back. But I did it once, but that was just because I didn't like what was in the sketchbook and I, it, we were doing a five minute challenge. So I'd then go in and do the five minute on the other side, but just because I was using it like scrap paper, basically. Yeah. And for me, it depends on the sketch as well. If I really like the one on the reverse, then, you know, if there's any chance of bleed through, then no, I wouldn't. But otherwise I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered yeah. at all. If it's just a sketch, it's just a sketch is a sketch, isn't it? So, Yeah um okay who who have you got now i've got Lucilla moodley and she says how would you convey the truth that everything is art okay so can i start you can 
because actually when I was reading these out yesterday and I was sort of having a look through thinking okay just so I kind of roughly knew what people were asking us and I had a conversation with my friend Kerry about this because she happened to be in the art studio at the time and um, it was quite an interesting conversation because art is is really subjective isn't it so everyone's got a different opinion about what art is so someone will see art in something that someone else will definitely not see art in so for example I mean I don't see art in a toilet do you know what I mean (laughs) yeah I don't but then again if you go into the Tate Modern and see one attached to the ceiling and there's a light casting an amazing toilet shaped shadow across the wall well then somebody else has found an artistic value in it so I'm not sure there's a right answer and, and again, I, when I went to Tate, Tate Modern as well, there was a load of hand dryers on the wall. And I thought, why is there just a load of hand dryers on the wall? It might have even been urinals. I can't remember. But again, it was the way they put the light down had made created all these incredible shadows. So it wasn't so much about the hand dryers as the, the light and the shadow that they were creating. So could you say, well, that is art? I don't know. I'm Personally, I don't really see much artistic value in a toilet (laughs) or anything similar but other people will so is everything an art it depends it's it's in the beholder isn't it well I actually saw this differently to you because I saw this that everything is basically designed which in in my mind is kind of art yeah so basically you get up in the morning and what you've been sleeping in you've been sleeping in a bed that someone has designed artistically basically they've drawn loads of different ideas of what it might look like and then someone's designed the quilt so you've got a pattern on your quilt that an artist has created and then you'll turn on the light which is also designed by someone who's drawn out loads of sketches of what it might look like and it sort of just goes on and on that's how I would see it but is there a difference between art and design because that's why they call it art and design well I don't know because like you've just said almost you could put a toilet in an art gallery and then it yeah. becomes art so yeah I don't know yeah. who knows um we have one final question from Michael Beckett and he said do you get tired of answering so many questions <laughs> and the answer to that is yes <laughs> and so this is where I think it'd be a really good place for us to stop um because we have a whole another load of um questions that we're going to answer in part two of episode 100 Um, which will be, of course, episode 101. Um, So, yeah, we'll leave it there. Hopefully you've enjoyed today's um, episode. Uh, Yeah, this is throwing me a bit because we normally do things differently now, don't we, Tara? Yeah, we do. But, you know, at this point as well, we'd normally read out the answers, wouldn't we, to our previous question and ask a new one. But as this is going to be such a long two-part episode, we're going to ask the question in part two instead. And we'll read out those answers then as well. We will. But meanwhile, don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreative.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you are enjoying the podcast, we'd be really grateful if you would leave us a little review on the platform you listen to us on, or even just to start a rating if you don't have much time. Five, obviously. Yes, definitely. (laughs) And also don't forget to check out the let's face it 2022 course where i'm a guest teacher it's a year-long portrait and figurative 
<laughs> it's a year-long <laughs> portrait and figurative course and it's taught by 27 artists you can find it at kickinthecreatives.com forward slash let's face it now that is an affiliate link and that means if you purchase it via a link we get a commission that helps us to support what we do at kicking the creatives and also, if you want to help us get to episode 200 <laughs> and you would really like to help support us to do that, um, you can find the um, Ko-fi link on our website. And that is where you can treat Tara and I to a nice cup of coffee, which, of course, we don't spend it on coffee, though. We, um, we spend, spend it on, on hosting. Host, <laughs> hosting and things like that. So any, any support is always greatly appreciated. OK, so that's it for today. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon. Do you want me to answer as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, you just sit there in silence. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, did, you, did you just go off for a wee while I was <laughs> <laughs> Should have done, shouldn't I? <laughs> Could do with a glass of water, actually. Um, <laughs>